Hey folks, CA Rachana Ranade here and I welcome you all to another episode of Finance Simplified, the podcast where we discuss IPO video summary but of two companies. So, let's get started. Well, the two companies that we are going to cover is number one is Credo Brands Marketing Limited and I'm sure you might have heard this name, Mufti. Okay, we are going to talk about that in the beginning. But after this is done, we are also going to talk about Happy Forgings Limited. So let's get started with the first one, which is Credo Brands Marketing Limited, very popularly known by its brand, Mufti. Okay, now this company does not manufacture garments. They typically outsource it. They'll ensure that their branding is properly done and they would sell it. Okay, so no manufacturing, only retail sale. But retail sale of what? Of garments and of accessories. Well, if I were to talk about back in 1998, they used to sell only shirts, t-shirts and trousers. But now along with these, they are also into a wide range of products like sweatshirt, jeans, cargos, chinos, jackets, blazers, sweaters, relaxed holiday casuals, authentic daily casuals, urban wear, party wear, athleisure and so many more. Now that you understand this, let's go into the revenue model of the company. Okay, for that you need to understand certain terminologies. Their revenue is categorized into these four points mainly. First one is EBOs, second one is LFS, third one is MBOs and a fourth one is online channels. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the percentage split first. First, you need to understand what do we mean by these. First one is EBOs, exclusive brand outlets. You can imagine that there is a store which sells what? Only Mufti okay, clothes. Okay, no other brand. That is an exclusive brand outlet. Second one is a large format store. That is nothing but a store in any shopping mall. Okay, you can also see how many number of stores they have. So you can see your EBOs 404 across the country, large format stores 71 across the country. Third one is MBOs that is multi brand outlet. So now you can imagine there is a shop and inside that shop, not only you will get Mufti, but you will get what pantalons and uh, whatever brands, I don't know, but whatever, all these brands, Peter England and whatnot. All brands in a single store is like a multi-brand outlet. And the fourth one is online channels, like websites, okay? So I hope you have understood with the numbers as well, how many stores they have, either as an EBO, as an MBO, whatever. But now let's understand their revenue breakup also. Majority of the revenue is coming from EBOs or exclusive brand outlets. 61% comes from EBOs, 17% comes from MBOs, online 13.95% and balance two is quite a smaller share. So I hope you have understood what does the company do, you have understood their products, you have understood the revenue breakup in the next segment we'll talk about the industry analysis now let's get started with the industry analysis not a big one though to be honest just two main points that you need to know see whenever i'm talking about apparel you have to understand that there are two major types of segments one is an organized segment one is an unorganized segment and this company is obviously into the organized space right so as per the technopack report from fiscal year 2022 where the organized market share is at 45 percent right now it is expected to grow to 60 percent but by financial year 2027 Okay, so I hope you have understood that there is an expected increase in the market share of what of organized sector. Now, if I were to talk about uh, one more point, which is about how much is the CAGR expected in the Western, uh, Western casual wear and Western formal wear. The Western formal wear is expected to increase at 18% CAGR from 22 to 27, but Western casual wear is expected to grow at 22% CAGR from financial years 22 to 27. Now let's go to the next set of details. Let's start with the financials. Revenue from operations has been continuously increasing from 200, so 244.8 crores or what you can see here is 2448 millions and it has shot up to 4981 millions as at 
31st March 23. Now, uh, if I were to calculate the revenue CAGR, that's around 42.6%. If I check out the EBITDA also, EBITDA has grown at almost 83.83% CAGR and has grown from 484 millions to 1,638 millions. Even PAT has seen a very nice growth. PAT margin is, is decent enough. ROE and ROC as at 31st March 23 also stand tall at 28.16% and 29.98%. But if you go back to 21, it was 5.86% and 1.81% respectively. Now, when I tried to even check the RHP, I found out that they have increased the selling price of their products. They were able to increase their selling price and because of which top line increased, but their costs be it raw material cost, be it their employee benefit or other costs, they have not grown in the similar proportion. Okay. Plus also one more point was seen that before Corona, their closing stock was at a pretty much higher level. So whatever, what, what happened was that they were consuming the raw materials, which were purchased at a comparatively low price. Plus they were able to increase the selling price because of which their margins are on a higher side. And because of which you can see that the profitability ratios and the numbers are seen at a better position, right? But now when when they purchase fresh raw material stock, if those prices increase, then their profit margins may get hampered a little bit. Okay. Now going to the valuation of the company, you can see here the P ratio of the company at a lower band and upper band stands, stands at 22.05 and 23.21 respectively. Uh, P ratio of the industry is 95.18. Uh, PB also you can see 6.08 at lower and 6.4 at higher versus industry at 8.92. So both the ratios be it PE or PB, they are lower than the industry standards. Now if I were to move on to the risks, two key risks is what we can see. Of course, both are taken from the RHP. First one is that they provide only men's clothes. So if you can imagine something like that, uh, like this, that the entire family has gone out for shopping. Men's can do the shop, men can do the shopping, but what about women? They'll have to, you know, go out for some other outlets and that is where they could lose out on some revenue. And if they find a, a shop which, which can serve for the entire family, the entire family may shop in the other shop, right? The second one is also about uh, competition from other organized players and also from the unorganized sector as well. So these were about some risks mentioned in the RHP. Well, going to the IPO details, uh, starts on 19th December, that is tomorrow, uh, ends on 21st December. Price band is 266 to 280. As I shoot the video, GMP stands at 44.64%. So it will be interesting to watch uh, how much would be the subscription for this one. Uh, do let me know in the comment section whether you are going to apply for this IPO or not. And I hope you have understood some basic key points about this IPO. So now let's move on with the second IPO, which is Happy Forgings Limited. First of all, we have to understand what does the company do? And it is mentioned in their RHP that this company was incorporated back in 1979 and it specializes in what? In designing and manufacturing. But what? Designing and manufacturing heavy forgings and high precision machined components. So again, for a person like me who is from a non-engineering background, the moment I hear the words heavy forging, like what is heavy forging? So forging is a word which is used for making or shaping. You either make or you either shape. What? Metallic objects. Okay, you make a metallic object or you shape a metallic object. How? By heating it in fire. Okay. Simple, very simple. So they are making metallic objects. But now the next question is, okay, they are making them like what? Objects, examples for that, have a look at this. Now if you see here, they make something like crankshafts, front axle carriers, steering knuckles, differential cases, transmission parts, and so many more, right? These are just few examples that I gave you right now. Now the next one is that, okay, they are making all these products agreed, but to whom are they selling these products? So they sell 
to many marquee clients. Just few of them to include could be something like Ashok Leyland or JCB India, Mahindra and Mahindra SMLs, uh, Isuzu, Swaraj Engines, and a lot more. One more question I'm sure you might have uh, encountered is that, okay, all these names, majority of the names that I took right now, majority of them were from India. So what is the revenue split geographically? How much is sold in India? How much is exported? Roughly 87% is sold in India and 13% roughly is exported. But to which countries? They include countries like Brazil, Italy, Japan, Spain, Sweden, Thailand, Turkey, US and UK, right? Now, moving on to one more important point is that, okay, they are selling at a lot. I, I mean, they are selling to a lot of countries, but where is the manufacturing happening? They have three manufacturing plants, all in Ludhiana in Punjab. So, in the last 40 years, Happy Forging Limited has emerged as a preferred supplier of original equipment manufacturer. Okay. Now, still, I'm sure, still one more point uh, knocks in your head. You understood that it, they are making objects, something like metal objects. I gave example of crankshafts. Agreed. But where is the end use happening? These products, let's say it's a crankshaft. We understand maybe it could be in an automobile. But what about others? Is everything sold to automobiles or even the sale happens to a non-automobile category? Answer is yes. And for that, have a look at this. Now, if you see our revenue from automotive sector, it has gone up from 37.5% in financial year 21 to 42% in 22 and to 43.65% in 23. And if you see for non-automotive sector, obviously it has been in a decreasing trend from 62.5% down to 56.35%. In fact, when I was listening to few of the management interviews, they also mentioned that they are wanting to focus more on automotive sector and that is the reason why there is a possibility that this percentage split, especially from the automotive sector can keep on going up right even if we talk about revenue from automotive sector inside that it is sold to which category it could be from commercial vehicles farm equipments off highway vehicles industrial all these so out of these majority chunk comes up from what from commercial vehicles which is 43.65 percent and farm equipment which is 36.79 percent now let's talk about the industry overview. We are going to talk about two, three important points, right? First of all, we know that the company is from the manufacturing sector. So we need to understand how much does manufacturing as a segment contribute to the overall GDP? It was contributing almost 15% manufacturing as a percentage of GDP from 14 to 19. But from 19 onwards till 2029, it is expected to reach 18% of the total GDP, right? Now let's also try and understand about how the commercial vehicles as a space is expected to grow both worldwide and in India. Now why are we talking only about commercial vehicles? Logic is very simple because right now we discussed that the company is into focusing more and more into the auto space that there also major chunk goes to commercial vehicles. So we need to understand this part. CV production market size here I'm talking about global scenario right globally it was growing at 2.9 percent from 14 to 22 but 23 to 29 is it is expected to grow at 5.6 percent right now let's check about what about the expected growth in india has to be higher than the global average right from 14 to 23 it was growing at 4.5 percent roughly and expected to grow at at almost 7.1 percent from 24 to 29 so higher the better that is a scenario for the company as well now let's check out the financials of this company. All uh, figures are in millions and the first one is revenue from operations. I've also calculated the CAGR. But revenue from operations have grown from 5,849 millions to 11,965 millions. That's almost more than doubled and that's a CAGR of almost 43.02%. Now even if you check out the profit growth, their profit margins are also improving from 14.78% to 17.44% and overall profit has also grown pretty nicely, pretty steadily and at a profit growth of 55 
5.38% CAGR. Even if you check the EBITDA margin that has gone up from 27.14% to 28.49%. ROE, ROCE both look good. ROCE especially from 16.13% to 24.24%. And overall if you have a look at financials I can definitely say that they look above average for sure. Now let's go ahead with the strengths, weaknesses and few more important points. If I talk about the strengths, they do have a diversified business model and they have a good potential for alternative engine technologies as well. Second strength I can say is that they are the fourth largest engineering led manufacturer of complex and safety critical heavy forged and high precision machine components in India. Now if I go to the weaknesses, yes, they, have, they do not have any firm commitment agreement with the existing customers and what do I mean by that? It means that assume that this company is having commitment uh, is, is currently doing work for let us say 10 clients and out of that five clients decide to move away to a different competitor. Is that possible? Possible yes. Why? Because they don't have any long term agreements with any clients as such. Right. Second one is about the profitability of the business because a major chunk of their cost of production comes from raw material which is steel and if you are aware about the steel as a commodity there the prices I mean the fluctuation in the prices of steel can be pretty high and if let us say the prices of steel shoot up it is going to have an impact on their production cost because of which their profitability can lower right. One more point is about the concentration from top 10 customers that top 10 customers as at 2023 account for 70.08 percentage of their total revenue. So this is kind of a weakness it's not like khatam tata achha vai wohl nahi but it's of course kind of a weakness right. One more is about competition from listed unlisted players again happens for every single business but any other listed peers yes of course be it Bharat Forge, Craftsman Automation, Ramkrishna Forging, Sona BLW all these are their listed peers. Now let's talk about the valuation also we typically talk about P valuation, PB valuation and we compare it with the industry standards. At a lower band the company's P valuation comes at 34.65 at a higher it comes at 36.44 whereas industry's P stands at 59.74. As far as PB is concerned, lower end 7.31, higher end 7.7 and industry PB stands at 8.37. So be it PE or be it PB, both companies valuations are a, are a shade higher as compared to the industry standards. Well, I hope you have understood about the valuation part. Let's move on with the final one which is IPO details. The issue opens for subscription on 19th of December, that is tomorrow, closes on 21st. Price band is 808 to 850, GMP is at 48.24. Well, I hope you have understood about this company in a very crisp manner. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Finance Simplified. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast and also found some value in it. If you did, don't forget to share it with your friends and relatives. Till then, take care. Jai Hind.